Hey, what's up, family? It's your man, Dr. Wheat, and you know it's about time for Breaking Bread <clears throat> in the new year. Very happy to start off this way, and the topic that we're talking about is a high-value man. What is it? What does it look like? And all of that good stuff. So lay around, let people know. Breaking Bread is on. I'm your host, Dr. Weech. Be right back after the intro. Hey, what's up, family? It's time for Breaking Bread with your host and moderator, Dr. Weech. Gather the family around and get out those Bibles as we begin the study. It's time for Breaking Bread. All right, welcome to Breaking Bread. I'm your host, Dr. Weech. Happy New Year and all that good stuff on this particular calendar. And I'm excited to be here with you because we're going to talk about a topic that I think is essential. And I usually hear this saying, high value, man, uh, from someone on another show. And unfortunately, that person is no longer with us. But they had a high definition or uh, summed up a definition that was a high value, man. And I used to hear this. And the definition that they had for a high value, man, kind of concerned me because it said, a high-value man made a certain amount of money. He was a certain kind of caliber. He deals with a certain kind of uh, clientele. And it was all of that stuff. So it kind of made me think and reflect on it. And I was like, well, wait a minute. You know, that really isn't a high-value man. And if we don't have a clarity of what a high-value man is, a lot of women will be looking for these things and will not find happiness or perfection or synchronicity with that person or soulmate. So I think from this perspective, we're going to break it open and we're going to talk about what a high-value man is and we're just going to look at this thing, the totality of it, and hopefully uh, we can discuss this together. Now, this is a live show. The number of the call-in is 321-345-WGGF. That's 321-345-WGGF. Nine four four three, and if you go on the page, the G two G Foundation, and you find the page Breaking Bread, or you go on WGGF Radio page, you'll see the Breaking Bread page. If you click on that, you can make comments to this particular topic, and you can interact, or we can interact that way, looking at the comments. But nevertheless, let's get into this study. I invited a lot of people that I know, a lot of men that I know, to kind of look at this and kind of get a clarity of where they are as men. So, Father in heaven, thank you for this time that we're going to discuss, and we thank you for those who are tuning in. Thank you for those who will listen to the podcast, YouTube, or wherever. Uh, Open the hearts and the minds to the doors of understanding that we can receive what your word says and what you desire of men, of men of God whom you've called, and that we can walk in purpose, walk in understanding, walk in clarity, and be a role model and example for the sake of advancing the kingdom, society, and the betterment of advancing the kingdom and our souls in salvation. In your precious son's name, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> All right, so let's begin. Um, as I said, as I was looking over this particular topic, and I was looking over some notes, and I was looking at various websites, and I asked, you know, looking at what they defined as a high-value man. Now, you can look online, look in the dictionary, and you'll see what this says. It says, type in what is a high-value man, and what it says is, a high-value man is the epitome of masculinity, leadership, charm, sophistication. He's a man of means and influence, loved by women, revered by men, and moves gallantly through the challenges of life with courage and pride. All right? So that was a, uh, somewhat of a basic understanding or definition of what a high-value man is or supposed to be. Now... For me, I, I like to look at things from a practical perspective. I like to look at Scripture, and the, what I take is the text, the Holy Bible. And I like to look at how do these things uh, fall in line with Scripture. Now, I want us to first begin to look at <clears throat> Mark chapter 8, verses 36. Mark chapter 8, verse 36. And upon seeing these definitions of high value, man, I'll get into those later, to what uh, society or secular culture may say about what a high value man is, but I kind of want to kind of go through this systematically, and this may be a series, because after I'm done with this, I want to s- tell us fellas what a high value woman looks like, or the characteristics of a high value woman. I can't tell you 
how I have value moving acts or what it is because I'm not a woman. I think the best uh, commentary for that should come from a woman. But what you should look for or the characteristics according to what Scripture or Bible says. Now, if we look at Mark chapter 8, uh, verse 36 through 37. Now, I'm talking about the Bible to define a high value man. And why am I doing this? We're going to see right now because so many people say, oh, he's talking about religion. The Bible filled with favors and whatnot. But give me, but give me some time. Bear with me a little bit. Bear with me a little bit. If we look at Mark chapter 8, verse 35. It says, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. Now, remember, gospel simply means good news. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, I'm starting here because if we look at the, the, the beginning or groundwork or if we lay the groundwork for what a high value man is the high value man understands the value of his soul now if we want to kind of split this thing up or, or, or dichotomize this thing into saying secular and religiosity or what have you go look up on a search engine or any of these social media and uh social nets social media platforms and see how many people talk about selling their soul Okay, And if they sold a soul, they've done it for some kind of monetary gain or fame. All right. That's what they've done that for. So if we're talking about the value value of a man, we've got to go to the groundwork of the soul or the spirit of the man. Because even the man that sold his soul for certain notoriety in society has started the groundwork of spirituality. That soul, because if he had no belief that he had a soul or if there was a God, why would he talk about selling his soul? And if it's no soul for sales, who's purchasing or buying the soul? Okay. So, again, this myth of, oh, just Jesus or this God. Well, if that's not the case, then why are we talking about a soul for sale? Right. Again, if, if, we, if, if, if God isn't real and all of this is a myth, then why, why discuss selling a soul? And if you're going to do that and you sell it and you believe you're going to get in exchange riches, fame or whatever the pleasures of life are, then that means that you understand that there is some kind of spiritual conditioning or some kind of connection with the higher power or you're submitting or surrendering yourself to something in exchange for what you believe is beneficial. So I submit to you the, the high value man immediately. We got to lay the groundwork is a man that understands his spirituality, his spiritual condition and the value of his soul. And if he understands that, I submit to you today that the high value man begins with a connection to understanding what the Messiah says. My soul. Because many women are looking for a high value man and, and I submit they don't know what they're looking for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're looking for this genie in the bottle, six figures, CEO, and tall, dark, and handsome. And, and we're going we gonna to strip all this down. We're going to look at the anatomy, physiology, chemistry, biology, all of this stuff. We're going to strip it bare so we can understand clarity. Men, what we're up against or what you're up against and how you need to move to be classified as a high value man. Because if you don't have the six figures, you may feel like you're disqualified from being a high value man. You may not be the CEO. You may feel like you're disqualified from being a high value man. You may be working at the janitor, making 10 of whatever dollars an hour. You may feel like you're not a high value man, but I'm telling you today that the high value man needs to start and understand the value of his soul. Because if you look at the words of the Messiah, he says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So the, the, the high value man understands the price tag and the importance of his spiritual condition of his soul. He understands that. So, first of all, we need to understand that Having a relationship with the Most High God through his only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, doesn't make you less of a man. I'm, I'm, 
this is Bible that we're talking from a spiritual perspective. This doesn't make you less of a man because society will have you believe that, oh, you believe in God, you believe in this genie in the sky, you believe in Jesus, he was a passive guy, long hair, you know. But it wasn't like that. So understand that the person who says there is no God but says I'm going to sell my soul to obtain riches, he doesn't value his soul and he is not high-value man because he's dismissing the most valuable thing that he can have. And I can tell you, he, I, I, we would liken him to Esau, who despises his birthright. So your soul, can we can say, is your birthright because actually your soul is your connection to the Most High God. Now, I want to stop it there because I want to define how kingdom looks at money because we have this misconception or some of us may have this misconception if we're believers that you can't prosper in God. You can't prosper in the Messiah. You can't profit in the Messiah. If you excel at finances, you become affluent, wealthy, that it is not in God's purpose. But that, again, we got we to gotta, we gotta strip down those barriers. Okay. So if we look at 1 Timothy, let's take a look at 1 Timothy and 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. Now, you all have heard of the saying, money is the root of all evil. I'm no, I, I know y'all heard the saying, money is the root of all evil. But don't be deceived. Let's go to what the text says. Again, this is a live show. If you have a question, 321-345-9443-321-345-WGGF. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, it says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from what the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So he's basically saying those who sold their souls didn't really obtain the happiness that they thought when they surrendered or bargained with their soul, with the birthright that the, most, that the Most High God gave them. All right, so you can be prosperous in the Most High God, and in fact, it's the Most High God's desire that you prosper because John in 1 John says, Beloved, I pray above all things that your soul may prosper. You may prosper even as your soul may prosper because the Most High God is, his, his, his son is a king. And I always say, if we serve a king that can't provide for the subjects or those who are in the, 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 the employment of the kingdom, we serve in the wrong king. So, so, so high-value man who understands his soul, the Most High God has no problem with you profiting. And, there is an, and in fact, your mind should have the expectation that the Most High God wants to see you prosper. Your mind should be expecting that you should prosper. Remember, you're royalty. And royalty, there's an expectation that provision will come no matter what because you're connected to the royal family. Hmm? Ain't no shortage going to hit the palace. Before something hits the palace, it's going to hit outside. So if you in kingdom, you should have an expectation that daddy's going to take care of me. Pops in the penthouse, the most high, my father, the king. Yeshua, Jesus, he's going to take care of me. But the mind needs to be trained and renewed. Because I tell you, in Mark 1, 15, I keep telling you, when Jesus, Yeshua, made that declaration, the time is satisfied, fulfilled. The kingdom of Elohim, God is at hand. Repent. His mind says, repent. All right, WGGF Radio, this is Breaking Break. You have a call, a question caller? Yes, Mr. Doc Weech. Go ahead. Yes, sir. I, uh, I was calling. My, my name is Jason Nation. Jan is a rap uh, musical promotion. Good time to talk to you. Uh, no, I'm on the show right now doing the show. You got to call me back a little later. All right? No problem. All right, so <clears throat> we're talking about the love of money. So we got to strip this down. The Most High God doesn't have a problem with you being prosperous with money. He doesn't. But if you're going to be motivated just for money, that would be problematic. That would be problematic. And that's when we do things, and if we're simply motivated by money, we set our hearts on the wrong things. 
right? So it's not the money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. All right? Now, let's go to Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 5. Again, you have some people's women who are looking for this high-value man, and they're looking at the monetary value. But here's the thing. Look at what Proverbs chapter 23, 5 says. And we're going to go up above one verse and look at verse 4. Do not overwork to be rich because of your own understanding cease. Watch this. Verse 5, will you set your eyes on that which is not good? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. You see? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. So if you've set your heart on taking money, getting money, pursuing money, money make itself wings. Bye-bye. See? So... Again, the high-value man is just not defined by the monetary value because the monetary value makes, may leave and, he, and, and it makes wings and leaves and then what? So if you simply define him by that monetary value and the money's gone, then he's no longer that. And I'm submitting to you today that once you are something, you cannot be that thing as a result of something that happens. My name would always be Dr. Weech no matter what happens. If I slip up, trip up, it's still Dr. Weech. If I go down to the courthouse and change it, well, you had a name change. I didn't always know you by that, Dr. Weech. See? So when you're a high-value man and you understand the value of your soul, you're still a high-value man no matter what amount is in your pocket. Hmm? All right. Let's continue. I, under- I want us to understand this money thing because, see, we, 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 we've become misguided. By, by, by what society defines us as. And you got to know what the word defines you as instead of letting society define who you are. The high value man isn't just defined by his monetary value. It is sad if you think that. For we see the love of money is the root of all evil, right? And money will make itself wings. So the high value man understands the importance of his soul. Let's continue. Let's go to Ecclesiastes because we got to have an understanding of money. Okay. God, the most high, wants you to prosper. And I'm going to tell you something. You feel a whole lot better when you're prospering with money in your pocket than when you ain't got the money in your pocket. (laughs) I can tell you I've had no money and I've had some money. (laughs) <laughs> and there's a big difference, I can tell you now. All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 19. I want us to understand what money, what money is, how, 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 how to define this money. Because the value that you have is your soul. And we're going to get into that. I'm, 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 I'm going to move along. A feast is made for laughter, and wine makes merry. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 19. A feast is made for laughter, and a wine makes merry, but money answers everything. You see that? A feast is made for laughter, and wine makes for merry, but money answers everything. Right? And I like this saying, um... In the King James, it says, but man, money answers all things. So money answers all things. Now, now, what does this mean? Money can answer some problems. You hungry? I got some money I can feed you. This disease over here, let me put some money into it to help you find a cure. You have no clothes. Let me give you a couple of dollars to buy something. Money answers all things, but money cannot buy all things. Money cannot buy happiness. Money can answer all things, but money cannot buy all things. Money cannot satisfy all things because you got plenty of people who got tons of money and are miserable. Hmm? So, yeah, money answers all things. I'm hungry. I give me got money. I go get something to eat. 
I got. I want some new clothes. I got money. I give me some clothes. I want to start a business. I got money. Money answers all things, but money can't buy all things. Huh? We just understood what the Messiah says. What can you give for your soul? If you gain the will and relinquish your soul, so money can't buy your soul. <laughs> right? Money can answer the problem, but money can't make you happy in the problem. See? You got people who have the money and define themselves or classify themselves by the money. And when they lost that money, I read how that man jumped out the window. There's a shift on the stocks and it was coming down that he was scamming people. He jumped out the window. Defined by his money. So the high value man isn't defined by money because it'll make itself wings. And if he loves it, he's not going to love his wife or the woman. He's not going to have to love his God. He's going to love the money in the pursuit of it and do anything to anyone to obtain it. And he understands that it can't buy everything because money can't buy happiness. Money can answer all the problems, but money cannot buy or solve all the problems. All right. All right. So let's walk this thing out. I just want us to understand the money process because it, 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 it troubled me how people would define high-value men by the monetary status. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. You know, Solomon says in Proverbs, favor's better than silver and gold. And I'm going to tell you, it's been times where I've gotten stuff for little or nothing free, and other people have paid top dollar. And that's only because I had the favor on my life. People say, man, you know what? Just do, just, just take it. Well, just give me this, you see? So you want the favor. You want the favor, and, and you would rather the favor because, again, we're talking about the connection with your God. Hmm? You talk about that connection with God. Now, let me hurry along because I want to get to the soul component. But I just want us to have an understanding of the monetary thing because we got we to gotta, we gotta, we gotta get this out of our heads because when I hear people talking about high-value man, six figures— and I've met women who don't understand a high-value man. And it's like unbelievable. And I know who I am in the most high. So these things don't bother me because I'm the high-value. <laughs> so I, I walk around just stuck out, head up high, not rushing or running or moved by anything other than the word. And when you understand the value that you have in Messiah, the Christ, do you understand the value that you can give to society, your family, more importantly, giving back to the most high, the great I am? So the brother may be out there. He may be a janitor. I said, man, I ain't making no shit figures. But, bro, do, do, do you know the value of your soul? Have you, have, you, have you understood the value of it? Have you ceased to become wealthy or are you pursuing to be prosperous in the most high and successful? Because I'm going to tell you right now, this is, I'm, I'm a little ahead. I would submit to you that every brother, black, white, black, or brown, every man should have a relationship with Jesus, the Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah, because you need what is called the blood to break every single thing that every man encounters. And yeah, I, me being a black man, I would expect that I would encounter more than any other person. But every man, because we're dealing with feminism, liberalism, sexism, racism, all sorts of things. And you need the blood of the Messiah, what it's called, because it talks about the blood, to break all that stuff down, to shake it all up. Because if you don't have it, you get discouraged. Because face it, society is geared to promoting the woman. Look at TV, look at TV. You see women all these shows. You see the women beating up men three times their size. and It's built that way. It's, it's, it's built that way. Why? Because if we look at kingdom in God's order, it's not that way. The Most High God says, I made you hear not tell. Above not believe. Lender not borrowing. And, we, and, and many of us are not in that situation. Why? Because we've become influenced by the culture or we've commingled, amalgamated the, the, the secular things into the godly things and, and it's important that we put them aside remember men of the most high you're 
peculiar people, you're royalty. You're royalty. If you call yourself a child of the king, that would make you a prince, son of a king. If you're a child of the most high God, that would make you a son of God. There's an expectation for you to conquer. There's an expectation for you to prosper. In fact, there's a mandate that you do all of those things. Huh? Again, the mind needs to be renewed. The Messiah says, repent and believe in the good news, the gospel. And when he says repent, that Greek word, the New Testament is written in Greek, it means metamorphosis. Change the way you think. That's most important is how you change the way you think and how you respond to the gospel. That's important. All right. Now let's go to Habakkuk chapter 2, verses of 4. <clears throat> go to Habakkuk chapter 2, verse of 4. Now watch this. If you met a person that trusts in the money, they, they, they seem a little rude or arrogant. I, I've met people with a couple of dollars and they're rude. I, I used to bump heads with a certain family member. It was something else. I'm like, dude, your mouth. <laughs> your mouth, bruh. And just have the money. So many people, if they have the money, they'll put the trust in money. But watch this. It says, behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him but the what the just shall live by his faith again the just shall live by his faith and i want to tell you those of you who are listening if you understand or you want to subscribe to this good news the most high guy and his kingdom you got to understand what the currency is in the kingdom the currency in the kingdom is faith okay because it says without faith it's impossible to please the most high god so you need to have faith. Faith is your currency. Faith is the only way that you'll operate in this kingdom, in this thing. And faith is simply believing God's word. And remember, it was counted to Abraham as righteousness. Abraham believed the most high God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, I want to say this. Thank you. I, I often say the most high God because people say, well, I believe in God. But when, when you attach the most high God because it's El Elyon, that's when we can, okay, you believe in the most high? What about his only begotten son? Because the most high God sent his only begotten son. Okay? Now, when it says to behold the proud, the proud, the arrogant one, the one that's pursuing that money, that one who trusts in his money, his, what does it say? His soul is not upright. His soul is not upright. Why? Because he's shifted or bargained or negotiated with his soul to obtain the money that he's pursuing, that he loves. See? The soul, the proud, is not upright. The upright, the proud, the soul, the one who's pursuing the money, confident in his money, trusting in his money, rude, the love of evil, loving money is the root of evil. That's, that's the one whose soul isn't right. So again, we got to come back to this high-value man knows the importance of his soul. The high-value man knows the importance of his soul. Because, get this now, the Messiah says, he puts such a high, pri high price, such a high price tag on, he says, what can a man give for his soul? Or what in exchange can he give it? Money can't, money can't, mm -mm, it's not worth no money. The soul is worth the blood drops of the Messiah, God's only begotten son. That was the value of the soul. And if you're saying, well, that's not, enough, then you've angered and spit in the eye of the Most High God. And Peter says, after you reject that, what, what hope do you have? What hope does a man have? So I'm telling you that even the man who says, I'm going to bargain with my soul, pursue the money, and sell my soul, that's, he, he simply understands there's a spiritual ground I got to cover. So I don't want us to be like, oh, this church thing. No, no. The man who's selling his soul has to understand that there's a, there's a soulish or there's a spiritual thing behind it. Because he's selling it. And yeah, I'm going to get to it. It ain't his soul to sell. Right? All right. We've talked about the money. Now let's talk about the soul and the importance of it. And if it's no such thing, why people want to sell it? And if it's no such thing, why people are who buying it? Hmm? Again, if this religious thing is just make-believe and a genie in a bottle and all, then what? what? What's the thing with the soul? You could look up online and see these people talk about selling their soul. Blood sacrifice, all that stuff, huh? 
this, this, this is real. All, this thing, all, this, all of this is spiritual. So the person that sells their soul, that they, they understand there's a spiritual ground I got to cover here. There's, there's, there's a spiritual ground I got to cover here in regard to the soul. There's a, there's a clarity and an understanding I need to have, which is either a rejection to the Most High or an allegiance to the Most High through His only begotten Son. All right. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. I just wanted to find the money part because if you're going to make money, you can be a millionaire in Christ. You can be a billionaire in Christ. I, I, I pray that you do become that. Because when the, when the Hebrews, children of Israel, left Egypt, they was loaded. <laughs> he say, hey, listen, go get all that jewelry. Go get it from the Egyptians. Go plunder them. And you got to believe, what did he do? He gave them land. Huh? All right, then. All right, so let's take a look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Watch this. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. The King James says, and the man became a living soul. Okay. Now, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, some of Aramaic, Daniel Parchins. And I want to tell you the Hebrew word there for the soul is nefesh. It's nefesh. And it means a living being, life. Emotion. Okay? So, every, everything got a soul. What? Even the animals? Yeah, well, yeah, they got a soul. They're living. They're beings. And let me tell you why. Satan, Satan wants the soul. That's who buying it. Or makes you believe that he can buy it. Because the soul demonstrates Elohim. Elohim simply means God. And when you open the first verse of the Bible, it says, In the beginning, Elohim, God, created the heavens and the earth. The reason why Satan, Satan wants your soul is because it is your birthright and your connection to the Most High God. That's why he says, I want to buy it from you. I want you to surrender it and give it to me because you spit in the eye of the Most High, and you say, nah, I no longer belong to you. Yeah? Everything has a soul. Yeah? Because everything God created. So when you sell your soul, or the presumed ability that you're selling your soul, you're disconnecting yourself from the creator of the universe. <laughs> That's why the adversary, things opposing to the Most High, the anti most high God agenda wants you to bargain with that soul because you simply says, I've disassociated myself with all things from the most high. And I'm saying I'm no longer a creation of the most high God. And that would be the man who doesn't understand his soul. And he has lost all value. It's like the Messiah says, salt that lost his taste. What good is it? Salt that lost his taste. What good is it? So I'm submitting to you today the high value man understands the preciousness of the relationship he must have with the most high God through his only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, understanding the power that's in that blood when he died, understanding the authority he has when he resurrected third day, and understanding the dominance and power he will demonstrate in the advent, and that's his return. That's the high value man. Now, let me tell you something. I can remember clearly when I was dating a certain young lady and she had a wealthy relative and I, it, was, it was a constant, not just, but other females, that, it was just a constant sometimes struggle where they were like, oh, you don't have this, you don't have that. I mean, I had a, I had a house, I had a car, I had, I mean, I had a, I, 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 you know what I mean? It wasn't a mansion, but I had a house, my house, my house, in my name, car, and it still wasn't enough. And i never forget, I was like, man, Lord, when I'm, I got I to do this, I got to do that, I got to make this money, I got to... And the Lord kind of slapped me spiritually. And he said, if she or none of these other girls can't value a man that loves me with him now, heart, mind, soul, and strength, she don't deserve you. 
You, you, you hear what I'm saying? The most high God said, hold, hold on, son. I'm saying, Lord, man, I got to get away to get this money, man. I got to get this money. I got I to gotta please woman. God said, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. If a woman can't recognize or understand that the value, your high value, because you love me with heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your heart is to me, and that you understand the value of monogamy, that you understand the value of marriage, that you understand the value of loyalty, that you understand the value of fidelity, that you understand the value of a relationship with me, that you understand the value of good stewardship, that you understand the value that seeking me first, the kingdom and all things will be at. If they can't understand that, they don't deserve you. So that brought me to another level of understanding and clarity. Because I'm like, well, you know, I'm the catch. I stick my chest out. I, I, I was out the other weekend with a, a friend of mine, and I met some people, some women, and the funkiest attitude. I said, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> I'm the value. Because I love the Lord, my God, with heart, mind, soul, and strength. Why? Because I understand the value of my soul the same way the people that sell their soul and said, I understand that if this is what I can bargain with to get wealth, I'm going to do it. Understand the Messiah met that same temptation when Satan took him to the high place and said, come on, man, I give you this stuff. Give me your soul. Huh? All right. Now. We see that, again, Satan wants your soul because it is the connection, the birthright, if you will, that you belong to the Most High. See? When you find you can have my soul, I'm going to do whatever I can to. And when you get engulfed in that, you do all things to blaspheme and defy the Most High. Because when you do it, you have to push that envelope of spitting in the Most High God's eye, defiling the body. Doing all sorts of things conflicting and contrary to the Bible. Now, let's go to John. Let's go to John chapter 10, verse 17. Let's go to John chapter 10, verse 17. I, I, again, I know I'm not getting into what he looks like and all that, but I, I just got to understand. We got to get soul, the value of the high value man understands his soul. The high value man understands the importance of his soul. Okay, now, John chapter 10, verse 17, it says, Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. Huh? The Father loves me because I lay down my life and I may take it up again. See, the Messiah is our definition or example of the highest of value of men among men. He's the highest Value among men. He is the example, the epitome in what we should follow because he understood the value of his soul. Watch this. He says, I take my life. I, no one can take it. I lay it down that I can take it up again. That's what we call deityship. The Most High God or just Jesus, Yeshua didn't just surrender us or give us an opportunity to participate in discipleship, but he gave us an opportunity to participate, to participate in deityship. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 4. I got to hurry along now because I'm getting, I want to hit these points. Go to Luke chapter 4, chapter 5 through 7. Luke chapter 4, verse 5 through 7. Look what it says. Then the devil, taking him on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Satan says, I'm going to give you riches. Give me your soul. He says, and... The devil said to him, all this authority I will give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I can give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship me, all will be yours. Give me your soul. You hear what he said? He says, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I can give it to him I wish. First of all, he was lying. Okay? That's number one. First of all, he was lying. It wasn't his, his to give away, no. When he says it was delivered to me, he stole it, he lied about it, he committed murder to, to do it, to get it, to obtain it. Again, he was a lover of the monetary value of things that belong to the Most High God. He was a lover of the monetary value of the things that the Most High God, and he was very jealous was very angry. So it wasn't his to give away, right? But he was lying. 
Hold on a second. I'm using this electronic thing. It's about to go dead. I don't want to go dead. Give me one second. All right, so it wasn't his to give away. It wasn't. Now watch this. If we understand that whatever Satan was telling Jesus, hey, this is mine, I can do whatever I want, it was a lie. Remember, he just lied about it. He deceived Adam, and Adam, dead. He killed all of mankind. He deceived the woman and causing a catastrophe and a disruption in the family. This is why I say that man who belongs to God and values his soul, he's going to contend for the faith. He's going to provide for his family. Because we see once Adam relinquished that soul, he ran out on the family. They all ran. Hey, the woman over there, the woman you had me, that, that woman over there, see? But the man who understands the value of his soul has surrendered and pledges allegiance to God most high. Now, again, I want to deal with this verse 6. He says, for it has been delivered to me, and I can give it to whomever I wish. It was a lie. Satan ain't on nothing. That wasn't his. So he couldn't do what he wanted to with it. But see, he was lying to Jesus, Yeshua, to get that soul because he needed him to say, I need you to spit in the eye of God and give me your soul. Because remember, your soul is your connection that's that your creation of God. Maybe he says, God breathed into man, and he became a living soul. So your soul is that is, is literally you belong with him. You belong with the Most High God. It don't matter what you're doing. Now, you may have not surrendered to Christ, but you belong to him. And once you surrender to Christ, you're you at a place where you're supposed to be. And if you look at the Garden of Eden where Adam was in all the splendor next to the Most High God, name of creation, he had authority. He was deity on earth. Now, let me go to Ezekiel, because if, listen, listen now, I'm telling you, Satan wants to give you something or pretend to give you something that he has absolutely no authority or power or control to give. And it's an even exchange, because watch this. Go to Ezekiel chapter 18. Go to Ezekiel chapter 18. It's an even exchange. Because Ezekiel chapter 18, watch this. Watch this now. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4, it says, Behold, all souls are mine, all in the fish. Why are all souls his? Because it is the example or the demonstration that the Most High created everything. The soul of the Father, as well as the what? The soul of the Son is mine. The soul who sins shall so, do you see, Satan was trying to bargain with Messiah and give him something that didn't belong to him, but he says, we're on equal ground because the soul don't belong to you and you've given it to me. See? <laughs> so, he's, he's, he's on equal ground because you're bargaining or you're going to give your soul to Satan to sell it to him, and it's not yours to give because the Most High says, it's mine. And Satan said, I'm going to promise you riches and fame or whatever it is because it's been given to me and I can give it to whoever I want, but he lied. So y'all on equal ground. That's why y'all are match if y'all going to exchange this or you're going to make this deal. If you're going to give your soul, it ain't yours to give. So guess what? He giving you something, it ain't his to give. That means the, 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 the footing can fall from under it anytime. Hmm? He can give it to you and then it's not his to give. Guess what happens if something's not yours and you give it away? When a person realizes it's been gone, they're coming to get it. Hmm? They're coming to get it. All right, so the high-value man understands the value of his soul. The high-value man knows I don't need to chase money to please no woman. The high-value man knows that when I'm in a good standing with the Most High God and a woman can't recognize that, that's a problem. Now, again, I'm going to go into more depthness of high-value man. Because a high-value man just can't be a man that understands his relationship with the Messiah. But that high-value man that understands that is going to have a drive to be successful and pursue the benefits that the Most High God has promised to do his only begotten son. Because remember, even the Messiah says, I've come that you can have a life and have it abundantly. Huh? Now, however you deal with that verse, you got to negotiate with that verse. But to me, 
That means I can have that mansion where I want to have it. I could drive that nice car that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. I could have that bank account looking real good with not a, with not a uh, uh, what do you say, a guilt or feeling remorse. Because, again, even the Messiah said, man, you always had a poor with y'all. Let that, let, that, let that oil hit me. <laughs> you think Jesus apologized for having that expensive oil on him? He said, let that oil hit me. You won't always have a poetry. Why do you all have, always have people who have a poor man's mentality and who will not believe in the Most High God that he will provide? All right. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 27. I'm almost done. If anyone has a question or need prayer, I'm going to open that up uh, in about five or ten minutes. If anyone needs prayer or have any questions, I'm going to open that up. The number to call 321 345 9443. 321 345 WGGF. Now, look what it says. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Listen to this. His disciples he's talking to. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Watch this. For what profit is a man to, if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? The Lord even said, man, it ain't no exchange for that. Once you go there, it's just what can, you, what can be done. But what I want you to understand is verse 24. He says to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now, I just told you that the Messiah was not only to give us the opportunity for discipleship, but deityship. Remember the Messiah says, I lay my life down, nobody can take it. <clears throat> then he says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Literally, the Messiah is saying, I need you to get up on that cross, lay your life down, renounce sin, be born again. Lay your life down. Stop living according to these standards. What in the ecclesiastical environment calls the flesh, the secular society. Stop Stop following that. Stop it. Let that die. Kill that. And I'm asking you, take up your life again and live for me. That's the deityship. So he not only gives us the opportunity to be a disciples and friends, but he says, man, I t remember Scripture says in Psalms, I think 82, 83 says, I called you, or I said, you're sons of the Most High God. And when you lay down your life, take it up. Ah, you demonstrated what the Messiah says. I ain't nobody, ain't nobody forced you to get saved if you surrender to the Messiah. The Most High God ain't saying, you better get saved or else. Hey, you laid it down because you said, I'm tired of this, and I'm having hard to please Jesus, the Messiah. So you laid down your life, and then you took it up to live for him. Now you understand deityship. Because remember in John chapter 1, verse 12, you can look this up. It says, to them who what? Believed. To them he's given them power to be what? Sons of God. Hmm? Look what it says. Look what it says. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but the born of God. So, see, when you take that life, I'm going to renounce sin. I'm going to value my soul. I'm going to give the soul rightfully to whom it belongs to, and that's the most high God. And you take it up your life again, live for him. You've just demonstrated that deityship that the Messiah invites us to participate in. And that's how we become sons of God. That's how to them he's given them the power to be sons of God. That's when you're not born of blood but born by the Most High God. Hmm? This is why Satan wants your soul. Because he said, I can't have you understand the value of your soul. I can't, I can't have you understand the value of discipleship and then deityship. Because remember, in the garden, the Most High God says, hey, that, that seed going to bruise your skull. You're going to be biting the hair. That means his head going to, his foot going to on top of your neck, on top of your head. But he said, he going to crush your head. So every man child, Satan says, oh, Lord, this is another Jesus. This is another son of God. This is another. Matter of fact, there's only one, only one Yeshua. But he said, oh, this is another anointed one. Oh, my gosh. This is another one in the image of the Messiah. Oh, this is another one in the child of God. He can't take it. Why? Because he says, them that believe, 
them the ones he's given them right to become the, children, the, the sons of God. And I like the King James, it says, but as many as received him to them, to them, them who received them, who understand the value of their soul, to them who received them, understand the value of their soul, to them he gave power to become sons of God. So we have to understand that the Messiah gave us this opportunity to participate not just in discipleship, but deityship. We have to understand, men, that you may not have the six figure, but you got peace of mind. You got a sound mind. You got a heart that has a desire to please the most high God. Hmm? You have an understanding that <clears throat> here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and we must love him with heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love the neighbor as ourself. That's the high value man. Because, see, we're we thinking, oh, well, the high value man is religious. No, no, high value man understands the value of his soul because I'm telling you that the person, that soul is so understood, I'm rejecting, I'm understanding, well, this spiritual plane that I'm finna ride on is a total defiance and contrariness to what the Most High God tells me to do. Now, watch this. Mark chapter 12, verse 20, I like the scripture. It says, Then one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well and asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him and said, The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Watch this. With all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. That soul keep coming up, man. That soul keep coming up. And why does that soul come up? Because it is your birthright. It is your connection that you were created in the image of the Most High God and that you have a clarity and understanding that you're going to please him. So, gentlemen, I'm telling you today that the high-value man isn't the man that's making the six figures. The man that makes six figures and have a total rejection of defiance to God doesn't please God. The man that is successful and, and, and it appears to have it all on the outside could be crying out. Now, this is a serious. I think we're going to, we talked about what a high-value man looks like. I think we're going to get more into this, and I'm going to talk about what a high-value man looks like. Because, you know, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the stereotype, tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, yeah. Now, remember, the Most High God tried that. <clears throat> I'm going to get into this. This is a little tidbit. I'm going to get you a little bit for next week. The Most High God tried that. Remember, he said, uh, Sam, you go, go on Saul. Now, understand, God chose Saul because he needed Samuel to go do that. But if we look at the scripture, Saul was tall. He was a dog. He was handsome. Because the scripture or the understanding that we have in the scripture or the description that we have from scripture, excuse me, the description we have from scripture says he was above head and shoulders taller than anybody else. <laughs> right? But the contrast, when we look further, remember God said, man, I'm so sorry knowing Saul. Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry knowing Saul. Think I'll make a mistake? Yeah, he did. Oh, you're going to have to wait till next time to, for me to get into that. But if you look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, <clears throat> it says, Now the works of those who do not value their soul are evident. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentious, jealousies, Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, even envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like. That's, that's the man that's pursuing that money. That's the man who doesn't understand the value of his soul and had, doesn't have a desire to please God. Because the high-value man, if he's not committed to God, he's going to sleep around. He may cheat on his wife. And if he's doing it, he's unclean and lewd. He's going to 
have idolatry because he's going to have confidence in his money. He may have a hatred and he may be angry and jealous and he may have outbursts of anger, wrath, selfish ambitions, decisions and heresies, talking about folks, all kind of strange beliefs and disassociating themselves, envy, murders, may just assassinate people's character, may like to go out, get drunk and have reveries and participate in orgies and so forth. Huh? But watch this. The man that understands his soul, love, spirit of love, fruit of the spirit of love, peace. Long-suffering, because wife may not be acting so way. I still love your wife. Job may be treating me like this. I'm going to deal with this till the most I see. Go to the next level. He's kind, good, faithful, gentleness. He has self-control. Huh? That's the high-value man. And, gentlemen, I encourage you, we as men <clears throat> from all walks and nationalities of life, we need the blood of the Messiah. I'm out of time um, for the opportunity to discuss your word. I'm praying for all those who have listened to this, men and women, that they may understand the clarity and understand the value, the value of their soul. Let us not be like Esau, who just didn't value his birthright. But let us be like Israel, understanding our spirituality, who we are, and having a desire to give back to you. And that's everything. Not just money, not just a tithe, but everything that we have, we, we, we acknowledge it belongs to you. Yevrika God denavi yishmereka, yeh adonai panavaleka vachonecha, yesa adonai panavaleka vachonecha shalom. And it simply means may the Lord bless and keep you, the Lord lift his face upon you, be gracious to you, the Lord shine his countenance upon you, that the name of the Lord is upon you, his words that he will bless you. Shalom, friends. In Jesus' name, see you next week. Hope to see you next week. Tell someone we're going to continue this series, High Value Men. Shalom, friends. Hello, family. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Bread on this network. Breaking Bread is supported by the contributions of individuals and entities that donate to the G2G Foundation. If you have supported this organization, we want to say thank you. And to all our sponsors, your continued support is appreciated and makes it happen. If you would like to send a donation to support this program, you can send it by cash app to dollar sign G2G Foundation. That's dollar sign, letter G, number two, G Foundation, all lowercase. Or you can mail it to 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, Suite 135, North Miami Beach, Florida, 33179. That's 1728 Northeast Miami Gardens Drive, number 135, NMB, Florida, 33179. Your contributions assist us and enable us to forward the vision in other countries such as India and Kenya. Please connect with us by logging on to the G2GFoundation.org. That's T-H-E-G, number two, G-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.org. We're community-oriented and believe in community outreach, mentorship, and investing in our youth by spiritual and educational empowerment. We'll see you next week, family, and tell someone to tune in same time here on this network. Shalom. There's a saying, pressure burst pipes or pressure will burst diamonds. When you encounter pressure in your life, you need to be the diamond that comes forth. Abba Theological Seminary helps you become the gem the Most High God created you to be. Abba Theological Seminary has various programs ranging from the arts, such as videography, to becoming a biblical scholar in theology. Abba Theological Seminary has degree programs in ministerial vocations starting from the associate level, allowing you to work to earn your doctoral degree. Abba Theological Seminary is a fully functional online educational institution providing our students with a rigorous curriculum, access to seasoned professors, and a vast amount of online resources to assist our students along their journey. Don't hesitate. Call an advisor today. For more information, log on to www.atsedu.info. That's atsedu.info. Or you can call 954-324-7280. Again, that's www.atsedu.info. Or call 954-324-7280. Again, that's 954-324-7280. If you're looking for your soul to be nourished and your spirit fed, tune in to Breaking Bread every Thursday at 7 p.m. on WGGFRadio.com. Join me, Dr. Weech, where we explore the most essential topic and commodity known to man, your soul. 
We talk all things from life, money, spiritual maturity, diet, and more importantly, having a better understanding of scripture, kingdom clarity, and a solid relationship with the Most High God through His gift of love, Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. And if you need a prayer, we got you covered as well. It's a live show and you can call in and ask questions. Join me every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Breaking Bread on this network, WGGFRadio.com. See you then. Peace.